The day is short and we have a lot of work. But we started in the best way. Remember that. Today's Shi'ur is dedicated to and so we are learning about Tahara. We're learning about purity. And the last point that uh, Peleot is talking about, uh, so we were talking about going to the mikveh at different times, going mm-hmm. to the mikveh after the cemetery, doing the tilat You told us in the that morning. we are allowed also to take <laughs> yeah. a shower. Yeah. 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 If not, we have to yes. go to the mikveh three uh, times a day. We're, <laughs> talking, yes. we're talking about men only. We're talking about men only. <laughs> so th- then we... In the old times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to do the in the morning. And then we also said about... Um, to make sure that our clothes are always clean, yes. that our, our bodies sure. are always clean. Very important thing is when a person uses the restroom to wipe very well and to teach our children. Yes. The, the, yes. the adults have to teach Don't children. Don't be in a rush. Yeah, to, Don't be in a rush. You have to wash uh, and you have to... Clean. Clean very well. Yes. When you get old, there's a little bit of problems. Yeah. When you get older, yeah, it's not so easy. It have, yeah. You might have to spend half an hour in the bathroom. The, <laughs> the Torah takes this very, 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 very seriously. Yes, yes. yes, yes. And not just to teach your children, he says the adults themselves. You have to be uh, very cautious. He said, and I praise um, those places and the places in the world that they have water, they have a bidet. And in the, Europe. The, yeah, they have the, the bidet. Europe, the, the Persian Aftabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Persians as well. <laughs> <laughs> America, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, the places that have it, they're able to really clean themselves very well. Uh, in in that area. This is 200 years ago, Rabbi. It's amazing. It's really amazing. 200 years ago. Incredible. Uh, those who are just using a uh, a, a cloth or uh, or a paper, um, you know, without any water and don't have any water. He's like, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible that they're. They didn't have no, no. They would use a cloth or something, and then they would wash it. But he said, even if you're. It's probably there was the same cloth that would use continue until yeah. they would wash it. Yeah. yeah, but he's saying you're not able to clean yourself well uh, with it. The, the places that that use water, you're able to clean yourself well. And it's not according to all opinions, according to every opinion in, in Halakha. If a person um, still has dirtiness in that area, you're not allowed to pray. You're not allowed to pray at all. It has to, you have to clean that area very well. And a person's prayer will be rejected if a uh, person's not clean in that area. Don't slap us. Go easy. This is very serious. People, people don't realize it. First lesson of Bar Mitzvah. Yeah. Am Israel, we always, the Jewish people, we always took cleanliness extremely seriously. We always took it very, very seriously. 
וכן צריך להיזהר בטהרת המקום שהוא מתפלל או לומד או מברך. Now it's not just your body and it's not just your clothes but also the area where you pray. There should be no uh, dirtiness, no excrement, no feces, uh, no urine uh, that's around. Uh, no garbage can, no, nothing that will cause a bad smell. Uh, with Shairachim, actually, here, Shairachim, I keep on mentioning it in a way to do it. Because the tent, sometimes they do tefillah outside, but it's right, next to, it's right next to the dumpster, it's right next to the garbage area, and a lot of times there's a bad area in the tent. So the Ben Ishai says that what you can do if you're not able to get away, you are allowed to put air freshener, or you're allowed to put something that gives a good smell in order to cancel out the bad smell. So. Uh, that could be I think, I think, think you just addressed it yes. just addressed it or move the dumpster away is that allowed? I heard let's say here there is a bad order can you just put a so the, so the answer to that question is so he said if if there's actual excrement in front of you that's a problem or there's actually something then no that's no you can't just say okay. I'm going to put a fresh one but, but if there's just a smell coming from somewhere and uh, somewhere it's else. not something that I see yeah from another room from another room or for somewhere outside, there's just a smell that's that's coming through. Then you're allowed to put something in order to to um, cancel the smell. We have to be cautious in places where there are children, children, small children, yes. toddlers, babies, diapers. babies, diapers. dirty diapers. diapers. Yeah, yes. where there are diapers. Be cautious. Don't pray in, the, in that area. Because again, in a place that's dirty, in a place where there's filth and excrement, a person's prayer is rejected. Asur, asur is forbidden to pray in a, in a place that has a bad smell. And when someone learns these gemarot, we were, it's in uh, a couple of pages in Masechet Brachot. And then you have a, a page or two that goes goes into the details, the definition of what's considered excrement, <laughs> and and it goes in detail. And, and you learn these gemarot, and and when a rabbi teaches the gemara from before, I have to say, you know, there's, you know, the same way, you know, when someone's learning a, a biology textbook, or you're learning about anatomy, or a doctor is uh, being trained in his in his profession. So sometimes you need to go into details of things which are not so comfortable to yes. say, but you have to cover. No choice. Uh, you have to cover all of those yeah, details. No so they talk about gas. <laughs> oh, that's also uh, cannot be possible. If uh, so, if you're waiting to finish, or no, no, yeah. after they talk about it, it mention. So to to to, to pass gas, yeah, to, to pass gas during tefillah is a sort. And if there's somebody um, who does, hold on to it is also a sort. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but you have to stop actually chlehareach. You have to wait until the the smell passes before you continue, before continuing. There's actually a very interesting question that came up. I'm, I'm delaying the, you know, finish, we're going to finish this tomorrow in the end. But, but there's a very interesting question that came up during COVID that what happens if there's a person that loses their sense of smell, but they're in a place that, that doesn't smell good, but you don't smell it. You happen to, to not smell it. 
so halachas says no, it's not okay. If, the, if there's a place that for sure smells so bad, and your average person will smell bad, you have to just call somebody to come and smell <laughs> before you start to feel like a sniffer. We have a dog. Sniffing committee. But this is uh, what you say is if you're praying Yahid, I mean if it's uh, a uh, let's say how can yeah. a person with a COVID come to the Yeah, I don't know, it's an outdoor minyan, I don't know, whatever it is. So especially in those days they have to be cautious, they had you know, again, people would use the restroom outside back in the day, in the times of Peleoit. So any place that a person was, you had to be uh, careful. Yes. But also, if you're in a room in a hotel, so in your room, and there's a bathroom in the room, yes, you have you to have close to, the door yes, when you want to pray. 100%. Yes, that door has to be closed. 100%, 100%. So, husband should teach his wife this. If she doesn't know it, to always make sure the house is clean, to always make sure that the children are clean and teach the children. And, uh, you know, nowadays, especially, a husband can also help out a little bit with that. Yeah, it's it's also something interesting because nowadays it's, it's a fad, it's common that. Guys will bring, let's say, a young kid into candy cell, let's say, for Minkharavid or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's also if the, if the kid has a dirty diaper, it's you're okay. creating yes. problems. You're creating a problem for everyone. Sometimes they go to the Torah with it. No, so I'm saying, it's no, you see it sometimes. Check yourself in the morning before tefillah uh, and check yourself every time before you have to pray. If a person has to use the bathroom, go use the bathroom and clean yourself before tefillah. Yes. A person shouldn't come while you yourself are climaized, while you yourself are full of excrement. Uh, it's oh not proper. God. It's not proper to pray. In that way, it's known. A person who delays going to the bathroom whenever they have to go to the bathroom, uh, there's a prohibition in the Torah. Oh. Right? Right? This is what when we were kids, the kids would try to use this to get out of class. Uh, we, we, tell, we tell the teacher it's asur in the Torah. The Torah prohibits. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make me do it. So There's a language in the Prophet Hoshea, that inside of you is holiness. So you also have to always have to think that inside of you should be holy. Has to be holiness. We have to be a sanctuary for Hashem. For Hashem's Shekhinah. And that way, Hashem's Shekhinah will rest upon us. Uh, Hashem, who is holy, is only going to come to a person who is holy. A person who is Kadosh himself. Every mitzvah that we do, it brings another mitzvah. One who comes to purify himself. He has extra help from heaven in order to be able to learn, to attain wisdom, to understand, to be close to Hashem. This is a prerequisite. This is a prerequisite to it. But if a person is not clean and is not careful about cleanliness, then the Shekhinah cannot come to him.
him. Then Hashem's presence cannot come to him or her. It goes both ways. And if, as we said, going to the mikveh is very helpful to cleanse a person's soul, then a person should go on Erev Shabbat, if you're able to, on Erev Yamim Tovim, on the, the, the mornings before holidays, Erev Rosh Kodesh, if a person is possible from Rosh Kodesh to Rosh Kodesh, and that way, when we come out of the mikveh, it's as if we're prepared now, it's like we prepared ourselves to accept the light, to accept the light of Hashem, of this holiday, of Shabbat, of Rosh Chodesh. This is the light of Hashem that comes on that day, we'll be prepared to accept it. And we'll truly appreciate that light. The Arizal said important to go on Shabbat morning. Uh, we have a Tosefet Neshama, so for the Tosefet Neshama, you should, it's, it's good to go on Shabbat morning if a person can. So we should always try to go as much as we can. Only if it's impossible for a person. For some reason, and yeah, Hashem should for you know. We yeah, we finished it. Hazak Baru, we have a stew today. So we have a grand breakfast today. Baruch Hashem. And hopefully tomorrow we'll continue with Yud. Yud is a very strong uh, letter. <laughs>